you know, I'm really thankful for yesterday's game because it was really starting to run low on Vikings tears. Rossi Posse Packer Nation. Welcome to an episode of Packcast, the podcast where you don't have to do Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. Thank God we won, because if we didn't, we would have had to spend another 364 days in misery. Grassi, and today we're going to be talking about the Green Bay Packers taking down the Minnesota Vikings 41-17. to And holy crap, what a game this was. Uh, probably the best I have felt about the Green Bay Packers in quite some time. Obviously, they had the big win over the Dolphins last week, but this was just on another level. The Vikings, obviously, they were the number two seed yesterday, no longer, and they they won the North this year, right? They are 11-0 in one-score games, and hey, you're still undefeated in one-score games, but this was just a shellacking, and it started out pretty rough. The defense, while it forced a three and out on the first drive, the Packers, they went three and out and unfortunately had a blocked punt. And you said, oh no, here we go again. And so the Vikings recovered it on the one yard line of the Packers and in three tries could not get into the end zone, settled for three. And then after that, the Green Bay Packers had 41 unanswered points. They killed them. It made me so, so happy. And to start off this game, the special teams and the defense had more points than the offense. Keyshawn Nixon, who is a stud, a star, and I love him. He's like Polaris in the night sky. 105-yard TD return yesterday. He's also had seven straight games of at least 90 yards on returns, which is the longest streak since 2000. So Nixon... Setting things up. He did this last week against the Dolphins. Once I was able to get in the end zone, but found the end zone finally. And he is just a game changer there. Also, we had a pick six in which Darnell Savage was a recipient of that. And so great for that young man who has been struggling a bit this year. And so very, very happy about that. But the defense has played lights out. And I wanted to look at statistics heading into this game. In the last 10 games, the Green Bay Packers have had at least one turnover. Those first six games combined, they had eight total turnovers. And in the last four games, they have had 12 turnovers. Four this week and four last week. They had three against the Bears and one against the Rams. So this defense is starting to become very opportunistic, reminding me a little bit of the 2010 team. The lack of pass rush does still concern me, but these two performances have been phenomenal. Tua was concussed last week in that second half, so obviously that plays a factor here. But here, no, this was just Kirk Cousins sucking, and I loved every second of it. But taking a look at the offense, Aaron Rodgers, 15 for 24, 159 yards, one touchdown, also had a rushing touchdown as well. We even saw a little bit of Jordan Love come in the game at the very end there. And the offensive line played pretty well. There was some doubts on who was going to play, whether it was going to be Christian Watson or Keyshawn Nixon. Dave Bakhtiari, thankfully there at left tackle, he played really, really well. And for the most part, Aaron Rodgers had clean pockets. Darius Smith did absolutely nothing except pout and run to the locker room at the very end without saying anything because, yep. Aaron Jones, 14 carries for 111 yards. He's over 1,000 yards this season. A.J. Dillon, 12 for 41 and a touchdown. Alan Lazard was the main target today. Five receptions for 59 yards. Robert Tunyon had a tutty, three for 52. And not a lot of Christian Watson. Romeo Dobbs, you saw a little bit at the end. But 
nothing to complain about, except in the first half, the red zone offense really wasn't so great. Both the Packers and Vikings were shut out in the third quarter, and both teams scored 14 in the fourth when the game was pretty much over. And let's talk about that defense, because Joe Barry, I don't know what the hell he said to them at halftime at the Miami game, but it has worked. And again, you just look at the turnovers that have happened, and it was kind of like, okay, you got one, maybe you get two, maybe you get one. And then these past few weeks, he's just been tearing it up. Baker Mayfield, there should have been even more interceptions during that Rams game because Baker was just daring them to pick him off. But this defense has been playing different. How different? Well, Jair Alexander was kind of talking a bunch of smack about Justin Jefferson, giving Packers fans a little like, uh-oh, is this going to, you know, is going to give him bulletin board material? Justin Jefferson, one catch, 15 yards. So Jair, yeah, he did the gritty on him. Kirk Cousins, 18 for 31, 205 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions, was sacked two times. He was also their second leading rusher for 37 yards. Madison, eight for 38. Cook, nine for 27. Packers did a great job really limiting the run, but at the same time, the Vikings had to get away from the run because they were able to take such a significant lead because we were scoring off these turnovers. Their leading receiver was Naylor, 3 for 89 for a touchdown. KJ Osborne, 7 for 59 with a touchdown. And Hawkinson, 7 for 59. So the Packers, they did a phenomenal job limiting the weapons. Justin Jefferson has burned the Packers in almost every single game and was held to a season low this week. And again, the secondary, we wanted to see this top five, top 10 defense I'm not saying they're there yet, but they have been playing so much better. And the big thing is, that reminds you a little bit of 2010, they're starting to become opportunistic. Whether it's tipping things at the line that have led to interceptions, whether it's just reading the ball really well, whether it's being aggressive, Jair Alexander hanging around Justin Jefferson a lot in man coverage. That's what we've wanted to see forever. Joe Barry allowing his best players to match up with them one-on-one and see who wins. And Jair Alexander... Listen, there's been times where he's been burned. I'm thinking about Scary Terry, for example. But today, played absolutely phenomenal. Lights out defense. And that's what you want to see. So now, where are we? Well, the Packers have won their last four straight games. They are 8-8 eight and eight now. And more importantly, the Commanders lost yesterday. So the Packers are in control of their own destiny. So it doesn't get any easier than this. They have a Week 18 matchup against the Detroit Lions. They win and they are in. And that's it. So these past few weeks have all been playoff games for the Packers. It will continue to be a playoff game. Thankfully, it's being played at Lambeau. Now, the Vikings, as I talked about, they're no longer the second seed. That belongs to the San Francisco 49ers, who took the Raiders into overtime yesterday. There is only one spot left in the NFC, and it's between the Lions, the Seahawks, and the Packers. Right now, the Packers are sitting there at number nine because the Lions, they have the tiebreaker over them right now because they beat them earlier this season. If the Packers defeat the Lions, they will have the tiebreaker over them, and they will pop up over the Seahawks as well because they will have a better conference record. So right now, the Packers are sitting at nine. They would jump up to number seven with a win. So to break this down, if the Seahawks win... The Packers are the only team that can get in between the Packers and Lions, and the Packers get in with a win. If the Seahawks lose and the Lions win, then the Lions would get in. As I said before, Packers win, they are in. And the other little interesting tidbit here is that the number one seed in the NFC is still not clinched. The Eagles losing yesterday with Gardner Minshew. So the Packers, if they sneak in at the seventh seed, could face the San Francisco 49ers, who could have the two seed, the Cowboys, Minnesota, or Philadelphia. I mean, I know who I'd rather play, but... Packers might be heading to Santa Clara again, but honestly, that doesn't matter right now. The Packers have a ton of momentum. 
and it's just one game at a time. And right now, your Green Bay Packers have gone from four and eight to eight and eight and are one win away from the postseason. And it doesn't get much better than that. Before we get out of here, I want to do a big shout and thank you to some brand new YouTube members over at the Grassy Posse Plus. We got Wookie Sith. We got Run the Table 22. We got Squibs, LOL. We got Alexander Watson. Septic Fan. We have Richard Fryman. We have Trippy Rees. We have Mayfield, we have Omnote, we have DEA, we have Steven Peters, we have Twevin, Brenter99, CGH Afton, we have Peter Zavanti, Josh Lasseter, Andrew Bittak, and Boyd Scanlon. A big shout out and thank you to you all. But let me know what you think down in the comments below about yesterday's game. How you feeling about it? Packers one win away. Let's get this. A good start to 2023. Let me know. You can guys find me at or at Also, show me you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course, YouTube. And a big shout out thank you to all the patrons over at patreon.com slash and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassi. And as always, go Pack Go.